Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Well, hello there and happy new year. We are back aboard on the Big Fight Weekend preview for 2023. We have not been with you since last year uh, here on the program. I'm the somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves. He's our insider, our content partner from his Fight Freaks Unite Substack and BigFightWeekend.com. We love Dan Rayfield for a myriad of things. Did you have a good New Year's? And I do know this, but please share with the audience. Mrs. Rayfield and little Rayfield were able to traverse the continent and get back to you safely on New Year's weekend to ring in the New Year with you. How are you? I'm doing good. In fact, uh, despite the uh, horrendous uh, nature of uh, Southwest customer service that had their flight six hours late going to California and canceled coming back, when they started to get their stuff together and get back to normal, they were able to get a flight back and actually get back home on New Year's Eve as planned instead of on New Year's Day, which would have irritated me to no end. So, yes, we were together on New Year's Eve, had a nice time, uh, just hung out as a family and, uh, you know, just just uh, ringing in the new year and doing our thing. And actually, I'm very excited, by the way, because as we tape this on Thursday, I come to find out it is the final time before we change the clocks as we get closer to the spring and summer that the sun sets where I live before 5 p.m. Yeah, I know you guys that are east and are way east, including east of or you, north, even yeah. north and east. Uh, it's dark there like four-ish something. Exactly. And so uh, good luck with that. And obviously, uh, I had a sister on this uh, same uh, subject living in Seattle, which, again, is way even more north than where you are in Virginia. And it's the same thing locally in the Pacific time zone this time of the year. I consider which, yeah. one of the worst days of the year when we have to change the clocks in the winter, fall and winter time. So it gets dark so early. I I, I think I have some sort of like disorder where I just cannot deal. <laughs> well, with what darkness. I was going to say, I don't know. I would not ever, make it if I was living in Denmark. I understand. I don't know if you've ever been to the 49th state, Alaska, but the farther north you go, there's almost no daylight this time of I year at all. And so I have been in uh, in Fairbanks, Alaska, in late December at a basketball tournament, and it literally was 22 hours of darkness. Now, a lot of people would figuratively say that I live in darkness and walk around in darkness, uh, absent-minded in a lot of my life. But But when we were there... The, on this subject, the sun would come up at about 10 a.m., 10, 15 a.m. It would rise to about the level of the treetops and then start to set. And by noonish noon, it's gone again until 10 a.m. the next day. It was crazy, Rafe. Well, like day three, and this happens, especially with tourists, you don't know when it's day and when it's night on your All body. I know anymore. is that it's crazy. Here, here in Virginia... On Friday, the sun will set at 502 okay. instead of at like 459 or whatever it was. And so it starts getting more and more light, yeah. which is your point. 
Correct. after that. Uh, and then, and then the other interesting thing, just while we're on this and then we'll move on is that in Alaska, it's the reverse in the summertime. It gets crazier because it doesn't get dark Rayfield. So people are out like playing sports at 11 o'clock at night and are out <laughs> cutting their grass on a Friday night at 10 PM and 10 30 PM. They would you just throw the like ball this. around. Yes. Because you're, you're, you're up, you're out. You don't know what time <laughs> it is. It's one o'clock in the morning and the sun is still up. It's crazy. Uh, different parts of the world, different parts of the globe. Okay. With all the meteorological and astrological stuff out of the way, thank you for finding us however you did so in the new year. Let me say this, that as we closed out the end of 2023, we had the best month that we have ever had on the podcast feed in terms of audience and average audience. Keep it up, peeps. Keep sharing out the show. Keep helping us promote. More and more of you are finding it. Make sure you're following and subscribing Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get those. Because once we do a new show, Dan Rayfield, what are they going to get automatically if they're following or subscribing? Go ahead. Well, we got to kick off 2023 with the ways to get the podcast or what they'll get so they know they've got the podcast. They get a ding, a bell, a banner, a light, a vibration. Something. I got it. I think all the all of them. You I covered all of them, and you're right. Uh, because you're going to get the opportunity uh, to know without a social media prompt or Dan Substack or BigFightWeekend.com that uh, that we've got a new show out. Typically, the preview is out by Friday, early oh, overnight Thursday, Friday, Friday morning, depending on your time zone. And then we come off the weekend, typically, as we will this weekend, with a Fight Freaks Unite recap show, which will be recapping uh, the Gervonta Davis, Hector Luis Garcia main event uh, pay-per-view lightweight showdown are we calling this a title showdown it's the wba secondary title yeah i mean it is what it is just i call it what it is it's a lightweight it's it's the wba's regular lightweight title all I mean, right so everybody the- knows if you if put it like this if you're if you're listening to the big fight weekend preview podcast or you're listening mm-hmm. to the fight freaks unite recap you're a you're a, a, a you're a you're a boxing fan legit boxing fan correct and you know Devin haney's the undisputed champion that's correct and then tank davis's belt is kind of on the other side we all like watching tank davis we enjoy watching the other lightweights who are up there at the top of the food chain, but we all know that Devin Haney's the champ until further notice. But you know he gets to defend this second tier title, uh, and uh, you know it's a it's a good matchup, and I'm looking forward to being at the fight and watching the fight. And uh, you know it's a title fight of sorts, but you know in the real world, Devin Haney's the undisputed champion. No one's gonna dispute that because it's undisputed. He's got all four big belts. That's correct. All right, so we'll but get more. By the way, it, it, the, the belt is oh fine for this fight, but it. It doesn't detract from it if it if if, if it was a non title fight, just a twelve rounder. I would still be you know interested to watch it. The title does not. Sometimes the the belts help make the fight. In this particular case, I don't believe that the, the belt is just there. It's just a nice matchup uh, between two quality fighters, and uh, obviously everybody knows that the that although it's a good matchup on Saturday, and we'll talk about it, that the reality is it's supposed to if Tank wins lead to a much much bigger fight which would be in April against Ryan Garcia. And as a matter of fact, Hector Luis Garcia has been talking this week. Hey, when I beat his ass, I wouldn't mind fighting Ryan (laughs) Garcia either. So Ryan Garcia is a wanted man, and that's that. And then we could have a little Garcia on Garcia, if that was the case with the episode. With no relation, that's true. Uh, One is Dominican, one is uh, Californian. All right, so much to get to. We'll get back around to the Davis fight. And again, Fight Freaks Unite will be out off the weekend. You usually get that by Monday. So we're here for you in 2023. Um, and some quick things to go over before we get into all the fights. And again, Jerron Boots Ennis is on this undercard. 
Uh, Rashidi Ellis is on this undercard. Demetrius Andre is back and is fighting for the first time in like a year on this undercard. Uh, no longer the WBO uh, middleweight champ is now going to fight at 168. He's on this undercard, Showtime, PBC, uh, pay-per-view on Saturday night. So a lot to cover uh, when we get to it here in the preview in a few minutes. Before we get there, you wrote about this on your Substack. Uh, get into this a little bit with a couple of wishes for 2023. Everybody makes their New Year's resolutions, et cetera. Give me uh, a Rayfield wish or two for boxing in 2023, please. And I'll even share one, but you go first. Well, I want to I hear some of the ones from you also. So my list was, and I, I've done this generally annually over the last number, you know, many, many years going back, even I think uh, to my early, early days at ESPN. But uh, my column this week, which was on my Substack, I, I didn't, it's like 50 something things I'd like to see. Now I, I know, and I'll, I'll preface what I'm going to say. Most of these things won't happen, but it's the beginning of a new year. It's the dawn of a new time. We're allowed to dream and think big and get excited and hope for the best. And so if even uh, I, you know, a, a handful of things on my list actually come to pass, I guess I would have to chalk it up to being a good year. So I understand when I make wishes for Spence Crawford and Fury Usyk and uh, Joshua versus Wilder or Fury versus Joshua, uh, I understand that I may be living in a, in a, in another world. Hopefully at least a couple of those fights could happen. I know that I'm, you know, not necessarily in reality when I say I, well, I, I, I think most people share this opinion. I don't think it necessarily will come true when I wish for a fight like uh, Arthur better be against Demetri Bivol for undisputed at light heavyweight. In fact, when I wish for just more undisputed fights period, because that's good for the sport, it lends clarity. It gets fans excited. It's good for the because they have bigger events and make bigger purses and and uh that, that therefore the promoters make more money everybody's happy the fans the the business side the fighters the athletes it's all good so in terms of actual fights those are sort of some of the things that i wish for i wish for katie taylor and amanda serrano to have their rematch which is a distinct possibility pending the outcome of uh, a forthcoming fight in february for amanda serrano but i it's my list is not just tj fights i want to see that would be kind of boring right you got to have some other other ideas, some other thoughts. So one thing, and, and I'm stuck on this, and I've been I've been telling the Showtime people this, and I'm hoping they'll take me up on it. And I'm looking ahead. 2025 is going to be the 20th anniversary of the great lightweight unification fight between Diego Chico Corrales, the, the late Chico Corrales, and Jose Luis Castillo, who waged for my, well, first of all, in my nearly 23 years on the boxing beat, by far the best fight I've ever been to in person. Not even close. It's also, I think many people would agree, maybe the best fight of, the, of, of one of the best fights, if not the best fight of all time in terms of just pure action, drama, stakes. You mix it all together and just for sheer punch for punch, just an incredible, incredible fight. And I, I don't like to use the word incredible because it's sort of overwrought, but sometimes when the shoe fits, you know what I mean? And that was all that. So my point is with the 20th anniversary of that fight, the story needs to be told. And who better to tell that story then, the, then Showtime, which televised the fight, many of the people that worked on that fight are still at the network. Somebody mm -hmm. like myself would love to be involved in a project like that. I was there ringside. I covered it extensively. I covered Diego Corrales' career extensively before he passed, covered Jose Luis Castillo's career extensively. And, and there are so many things that need to be put down for the all-time record on that great fight. So they did a great job at Showtime making their four-part documentary series on the four Kings from the eighties. That was, uh, Amen. that was, uh, that was uh, premiered last, you know, in 2022, just an awesome, uh, series on, on, uh, Hagler, Hearns, Leonard and Duran. And, uh, they've done other good documentary work. And we all know that the great fights from HBO, 
uh, in the past had had documentary, uh, um, uh, you know, opportunities with their legendary night series. And they came back and did one on the great rivalry between Artero Gaddy and Mickey Ward. And I've done a number of other boxing related documentaries, but I very, very strongly believe that for the 20th anniversary, Corrales Castillo needs to be commemorated. That's one of my great wishes. And if you're going to get that on track and get it done for 2025, you got to get the ball rolling probably in 2023 because those docs don't come together in five minutes. So uh, I'll step off that pulpit for a moment. Um, and then there's other things like I want to see better drug testing. I want to see better judging. I want to see, um, you know, those things. I want to see that with drug testing for all the big fights, not just because a guy signs up for it. I want to see Jim Lampley back calling fights where he belongs. I keep in touch with Jim. I know we'd like to still do it. He's off uh, being a college professor at his alma mater at uh, the University of North Carolina. But I'd like to see him back behind the mic. Uh, you know, he's the best of all time. I want to see Jaime Munguia for a change fight out an opponent with a pulse because he's been fighting nothing but dead men for the last two years. Okay. All right. So you're giving me like 15 things. So let me, uh, let me go out. Oh, I, I got to get one more thing there. I need we'll to see one. like one great meltdown this year from my good pal, Bob Arum. You need to have a good Bob Arum meltdown at least once a year. When is the last time that we got a, what you would categorize a good Bob Arum meltdown? What would you say that was over? Was it over the fury uh, social media posts about how he's fighting Derek Chisora? Was that a good I meltdown? I wouldn't call that a meltdown. That was there was not one a that... good meltdown. He had the meltdown, I guess, where uh, he told another journalist to basically go f himself when yes. he tried to. He tried to the 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 uh, the other uh, so-called reporter tried to tell Bob that he should just pay Tiafimo Lopez what he wanted for the fight against uh, George Cambosis, and if he had, the fight wouldn't have wound up being uh, all the mess that happened with Triller and and being delayed for so long and winding up on a disown card with Eddie Hearn, who was the next highest bidder. And Bob Arum told him to go fuck himself in front of everybody. <laughs> Frank Warren was standing there. He, he tried to kick him out. It was, and it was, it was, it was hilarious. So that was, I need a meltdown like that. You need one of those. Uh, I need one you, world champion in each weight you, class. From the you WBA. rapid, you rapid fired like a whack-a-mole there with so many different things uh, that you want for 2023. I almost had to laugh. All right. So drug testing is in place. So can we have a goal for 2023 that when the drug testing says you failed a drug test, that that actually means something? Because like Eddie Hearn is blathering on to start 2023 about uh, Connor Ben's innocence and blah, blah, blah. He failed two drug tests. We now know that. He failed two well, I'm still waiting. VADA I'm still tests. waiting for the hearing. I'm still waiting for the right. evidence to be presented. Just because he failed everybody deserves their day in court, so to speak. So let's see, instead of yapping. You about and it, I see. know what the truth is. He of has course. no explanation for why Clomid is in his system. Your body doesn't naturally make it. He has no defense for why that's in his system. So I guess I would just piggyback on your wish for 2023. Can we just follow through as the championship organizations the promoters, the boxing commissions, that if you're going to have the godforsaken drug test, then enforce it if they fail the drug well, test. Well, and I also have one of the other wishes was if you if you're if you were failing the drug test, there should be stiffer penalties because a six month penalty does not cut cut it most of the time. And I think even a year long, guys are still willing to take the gamble. I think it needs to be a little bit stronger. I think there needs to be more penalties for fighters that don't make the weight. I need H. I need a Showtime or ESPN, or DAZN to make a deal with my good friends uh, at the Boxing Hall of Fame to televise the annual festivities on a, on a legitimate program so I don't have to go searching for some fan-held camera or a, a shaky stream from the Hall of Fame and miss, the, miss, miss all the festivities if I'm not there. There's a lot of shit that I need, man.
I understand. I need more I deal- Sebastian Fundora and Isaac Pitbull Cruz in the I, ring. I, 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 there, there are a lot of needs, and I deal with this every week, but now you're laying them all out. Okay. I need Canelo versus David Benavides in a fight that will be well, all Yeah, and 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 by the way, we need more of the big time fights like you mentioned like Spence and Crawford. Now we got we got some undisputed fights, which is good, and some undisputed champions, which is good I, out of 2022. I need an interview with Al Heyman. That's what I need. Don't hold your breath on that. What are we going on 7 years and counting? That he doesn't I'm talk actually to if you want to go, if you really want to go do your Google searching, I I think I may be the only journalist to actually quote Al Heyman in a story twice. Did you do that in 2003 or 2004? I did it it for USA Today once, and I did it once for ESPN. (laughs) I used to have a good relationship with Al. I don't dislike him. Well, there's a lot of people that have a good relationship. He just doesn't talk to any of them uh, on the record. Well, we've had our our scuffles, so I think that's what happened. But there's no – There's There's a couple more that I would No problem on my side. Okay. Uh, There's a couple more that I would have, wishes for 2023, and then we're moving on. I need uh, Nioya Inouye versus Stephen Fulton. That's what I need. Good luck on that. Uh, I I would say for non-title holding, non-championship fighters, you got to fight more than once a year, and I want some of them fighting more than twice a year. I wrote this, that. That's exactly right. This stuff, this stuff about I'm going to fight only two times, and I've only had 10 or 12 career wins. When you understand that former world champions in our era in the 80s to get paid understood, I've got to fight three or four times this year if I'm going to make a million dollars total. Different economics. Well, there's a happy medium, though, TJ. There's a happy medium there. The guys will make that. But the champions, the champions were fighting three or four times back in the day, back in the 80s, back even into the 90s. The champions were fighting. Contendas, fighters that don't have titles, Fighters that are trying to work their way up and they're fighting one time a year, two yeah, at the max. Get let's no get good. let's let's get that back in line and under control. I Can want I... the big fights to start before midnight Eastern time, please. Uh, while we're airing grievances, yes, we're becoming older men and it's becoming more difficult. How many times have I texted you or communicated with you? Uh, are they <laughs> ever going to get this main event underway? Because the kid here has got a uh, church the next morning or an NFL game or something. And I can't be up all the time until 1.30 in the morning watching the conclusion of whatever this is. I'm not 25 anymore. I have come to grips with this. But even when you're 25, if you get it over with, and then when you're 25, you go out. And you, party you go out. out. Right. You go out. I understand yep. that. Uh, I want Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk before July the 1st. Am I crazy? Can no. we get them in the ring in six months? I think get that's a very in very- the ring before July the 1st. You know why? Because then if there's a rematch, we can potentially have it in December or January. But if yeah. we screw around till September or we screw around until October. I think that one you're going to be safe. I do think if they make right. that deal, which it feels like they're all on track to do so, that we will see that fight certainly before the summertime. Am I biting off too much to say, can I get Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford before January, uh, July 1st? I'm biting yeah, off that, too much. That, you know? that ain't going to happen probably. Not before July then, 1st. The reason I say can that I is get it problem. before September 1st? Probably not. I don't want to. I don't want to pour my first cold water on you of the year, but probably not. And here's why: Errol has said himself in his interview that he did recently on Showtime that he's because of not his fault this time. He was in a car accident where the 14 year old stole the car and smashed him up, Mm -hmm. and he has some some not like bad injuries, but you know it did something to him where he was not able to uh, to get ready for the fight. He says he's going to be out probably April, May, potentially June. So if he fights sometime in that three-month period that'll be a fight in april may or june which means he's not coming back until you know at the earliest i wouldn't think september october 
and very likely could be pushed into the later part of the year. So, you know, if he fights two times at all in the year, I mean, that's uh, unfortunate that that's the case. So I don't think that that uh, we're, I feels like we're further away from that now than we were. All right. Even I when understand. Crawford took the fight with uh, Evan Essie. Who knows? I, pro- I promise that we are going to get to the Gervonta Davis uh, pay-per-view and the main event, et cetera, et cetera. But you want to cover a couple of other things. First of all, we have a date. Speaking of not having to wait till July 1st, uh, Amida Stanionis, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Terrific it fight. Like, it looks like March. Give me more. It's going to be March 18th. Now, remember, this was not where they had a negotiated deal and, you know, are they going to get it done or not? This was a thing where it went to a purse bid. Golden Boy won the purse bid. And, you know, they follow the rules. They send out the contracts and, and all that stuff gets done. So the, the, the fight was made. It was just a matter of, we need to get the date squared away. We need to make sure we find the venue. They have obviously minimum guarantees they have with uh, with uh, Virgil Ortiz, so they have to uh, square away his side of the contract. So based on their winning purse bid, would have only given Virgil Ortiz five hundred seventy five thousand dollars. They've won the bid with two point three million. Uh, so they are going to obviously they got to work out their arrangement with him. Obviously they got to go uh, with their broadcast partner to zone and get a budget for everything because besides that expensive main event they have to put on the rest of the show but that's all in the that's all being dealt with that's all being handled that fight will happen they they are going to go to uh, the dallas region i don't think they have the exact location i know they don't have the exact venue yet but there's plenty of locations in that area that's virgil's home area and uh i just know that boxing fans are going to like that fight because it's a it's a it's a really legitimate you know 50 50 45 you know 55 kind of fight where there's reasons and uh, definite ways you can see either guy winning. They're both young in their twenties. They're both maybe not even in their prime yet. They both are undefeated. They both have good amateur careers. They both have good chins. They both have good power. They're both hungry. Uh, it's just going to be a dynamite fight, you know, and you know, for what it's worth, this is one of those instances where the fact that Stanionis has the second tier title of the WBA worked in the favor of the fans because this was an ordered fight. If he doesn't have that secondary belt, this fight never gets made because they would have no reason to go after each other. So uh, Virgil has this fight now. Uh, Stanionis has this fight. And the winner will be mandated to fight uh, Errol Spence. He'll be one of the mandatories for Spence. Now, I think they'll give him a break if he wants to go forward with the Crawford fight because his next fight, Spence, when he does come back, is probably still going to be the WBC mandatory against Keith Thurman, which is also a good fight, even if it's not uh, the level of a Crawford fight. But Stanley Onis and Virgil Ortiz, for my money, TJ, right now, as we're just a few days into the year, of uh, fights that are either already situated on the calendar or basically done and about to be announced for the calendar, it's probably the best fight out there. Now, there's other fights that are going to get made as we go along, whether it's Fury, Usyk, and this and that. But uh, count me in as a very, very big fan of Stanley Onis versus Virgil Ortiz. Very much looking forward to that fight. A reminder, the Big Fight Weekend podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at BetUS. You've got an opportunity to get a 125% match bonus just by using our promo code BFW22. If you're looking to wager this weekend on the Gervonta Davis, Hector Luis Garcia pay-per-view, main event or undercard fights, heck, if you're looking to wager on the final weekend of the NFL, the college football playoff championship game between Georgia and TCU, do it with our friends at BetUS. They've got 30 years in the sportsbook business. It's where the games begin. And again, We've got a 125% match bonus that awaits for you. A promo code offer uh, 
with our promo code BFW22, Big Fight Weekend 22. You get a 125% match, put 100 bucks in, you get 125 to spend. Put 200 in, you get 250 and so on, up to $2,500 on the initial deposit. They'll match it 125%. Use our promo code BFW22. Use our friends at BetUS, where the game begins. All right. Uh, another one that is in the works as we percolate along here on the Big Fight Weekend preview is Luis Alberto Lopez. When last we saw him, he knocked off Josh Warrington and won the IBF featherweight title. And you have learned that Michael Conlon, Mick Conlon, maybe in the future here. Uh, what do we know about how soon this would happen and this would happen again with uh, Luis Alberto Lopez going over to the UK? Or what do we know? Well, when when uh, when Luis Alberto Lopez defeated Josh Warrington, that was a mandatory fight that took place uh, in December. He went to Leeds, England, which is Warrington's hometown. Had no fear whatsoever. Went there, uh, hard fought fight, and uh, and won won legitimately and uh, and deserved the decision. Now he's the IBF champion. Uh, he is promoted by Top Rank. Michael Conlon is also with Top Rank. Michael Conlon is is a highly re- regarded fighter. He's got a high ranking. He's got a good record. He has rebounded from his knockout loss in the sensational fight against. Lee Wood, that a lot of people picked as their fight of the year. I know I picked it as the knockout of the year, but uh, certainly on the list of the top fights of the year. He has come back since then uh, and won, uh, um, including a fight in December where he got a first-round knockout and looked good on a, on a card over in Belfast. Anyway, uh, they're looking to make that match. It's a natural fight uh, for Lopez, who certainly had no fear to go to the U.K. to fight Warrington. He's got no problem going to Northern Ireland. Most likely, you got to figure that fight would be in Belfast, which is Michael's hometown. And uh, they they wanted the top rank, uh, from what my sources told me, they were hopeful that they could get that done and do it around the St. Patrick's Day weekend, which is that weekend of March 17th, March 18th. The problem was it can't happen then because Lopez suffered a very bad cut in the fight against Warrington, and it was a very grueling physical fight, and I guess he wasn't going to be able or ready to come back uh, by uh, that mid-March date. So they're still going to try to make that match. Uh, but it would just be that it would be pushed off a little bit. You're looking at probably more like, uh, you know, I guess April or May, potentially June, whatever. But the point is after St. Patrick's Day, but still in that first half of the year. And that's a really good fight. It's a good style matchup. Uh, you know, you got to love the, the the raucous crowd that will be out there to support Conlon. And I think that uh, as long as uh, Lopez, you know, is okay in terms of his, you know, his cut and, and just uh, rested up, no reason why that fight won't happen. Not a super, super expensive fight. It's, you know, everybody can make money. The fighters and everybody in that event uh, just are very good, solid, interesting featherweight title fight, in my opinion. All right. Uh, we kind of go down the list here. Another announcement is the Matchroom Boxing Zone card that will be in February and feature two women's uh, undisputed world title fights. That includes Amanda Serrano back in action. Uh, going for undisputed uh, featherweight, get, keep me straight here, yep. uh, because her opponent has two of the belts, nope. and correct nope. or at least one, right? Amanda has three of the belts. The her opponent, opponent on on uh, on that card, which would be February fourth at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden, that was announced this week. Uh, her opponent is Erica Cruz from Mexico. She is the uh, WBC champion, so it would be Amanda putting up her three belts and and Cruz putting up her one belt. The winner, of course, emerging as the undisputed featherweight women's champion. And and if we're going on the 2023 wish list, as you made quick mention of, can we get to Serrano Katie Taylor part yes. two off of this and do it before I'm gray? I'm well, the, to listen, TJ, gray. the plan is if, if Serrano wins, then this look, Serrano is doing this fight on the zone with matchroom boxing, even though 
MVP, Jake Paul's company, is the, is her promoter. Their Matchroom is not just doing it out of the goodness of their heart to put this fight on. They're doing it as the first part of a deal that will culminate with the rematch between Serrano and Katie Taylor, which, again, would most likely take place in Ireland, uh, you know, probably sometime in the spring. Let's hope so. But, I mean, there's been uh, talk, too, that Serrano doesn't want to fight her in Ireland unless the prize money, the purse money, goes way up. Well, we'll I see suspect if that ever gets agreed to. Deal, getting this deal with them to, to do this two-part, uh, you know, do the fight in February and then do the other one. Look, everybody knows the money is there. That'll be a gargantuan crowd. Honestly, there's plenty of money to do Taylor Serrano, too, for everybody to get a big, fat purse. And uh, the right. women deserve it. Everybody deserves who's involved in that event to make the money. And by the way, the other fight on that card, uh, in terms of the women's, uh, you know, the co-feature, you're talking about the undisputed women's title at junior lightweight, one one division up between, uh, um, you know, Alicia Baumgartner when she defeated Michaela Mayer. Uh, she won the two belts from Mayer, retained her own title. Now they vacated the WBA title because the champion from South Korea has some kind of injury. So they put her as the quote unquote champion in recess. So the number one contender will be the opponent to fight for that vacant title, along with the three belts that Baumgartner has. It's a French fighter named Ella Merkelad, and uh, they will have that co-feature fight. And look, here's the bottom line. Serrano and and uh, Cruz winner versus the winner of the other fight, they're only separated by the one weight class. You know, mm -hmm. at some point, you got to figure there's a good matchup there if and it's Baumgartner Serrano down the road. Serrano's already fought above the featherweight division. No problem for her. She fought at lightweight. Away. She fought even above that, above uh, yeah. super featherweight. Yeah. Look, Amanda's won titles in seven weight classes. So she's run the gamut from like, I think, 115 all the way up to 140 something. Interesting that Alicia Baumgartner is still holding it over Michaela Mayer for being a sore loser. And, and and basically has said again this week on the, the record, fits, well, I'm just saying she is in charge, especially if she's going to be undisputed. She's saying, hey, unless uh, unless I see essentially I'm paraphrasing here, unless I see some a contrition or willingness to accept the fact that you lost, I'm not fighting you. That would that would be a very entertaining rematch. But for right now, Baumgartner's in the driver's seat. They all say that until this. the money becomes good. I remember, I mean, maybe I'm making myself sound old. But I covered the saga between Oscar De La Hoya and Fernando Vargas. And Oscar mm -hmm. kept saying, I'm never giving that punk a fight. <laughs> he, would, he would just say, I don't want to fight him, not because I'm scared of him. I don't want to give him the payday. I hey, let's go back payday. to Rocky. The clinch at the end of the 15th round. Ain't going to be no rematch. Although Wolf won. Yeah, exactly. But, but in the case happened? of Rocky too. But in, in the Vargas and Oscar situation, Oscar, I don't want to give him a fight because I don't want that little punk to make the money. And when it became appropriate for Oscar, where he could make the big money also, <laughs> what did he do? He fought the guy, and he knocked him out. It was one of Oscar's greatest wins, and it was a great fight. And, okay. and in the case of Baumgartner and, and uh, Mayer, if it makes sense, whether she's upset with her or not, she'll give her the rematch because it's going to be the one that makes her money. And by the way, that card is not just about the women. There's other women's fights on the show also, but you got a good fight between uh, the welterweight up-and-comer Richardson Hitchens uh, taking on uh, John Dowza, another undefeated fighter, uh, you know, who's, you know, the clash of the undefeated guys who know each other from sparring. You got a good matchup, uh, sort of a crossroads between the prospect uh, 140, Rashad Mahdi, 140-pounder, 13-0 from Staten Island, taking on Cletus Selvin, the, the brawler from Long Island, who's a little bit more advanced in his career, a little older, uh, come to brawl whenever he gets in the ring. So, you know, it, it should be, that's the Matchroom's kickoff card for 2023, their first card of the year, first card, of course, of the year in the United States. And it's a, it's a good little show and uh, it should be fun. All right, so we've gone over plenty, and now we're ready to go over momentarily uh, the Gervonta Davis 
Hector Luis Garcia main event, Washington, D.C., Capital One Arena Showtime Premier Boxing Champions pay-per-view. Dan, stand by. We're ready to go over all of that, including the undercard on the Big Fight Weekend preview next. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. We are back in on this latest edition of the Big Fight Weekend Preview. Happy New Year, everybody. By the way, as we made mention early on in the podcast, we want to make sure that you rate and review us. We have been talking about this. We're going to have a January giveaway. I'm going to keep teasing them, Brother Rayfield, on the January giveaway. It's a really cool item. You have a variety of this item, different ones of this item. When you come up with the one that you want to give away for January, we will let the peeps know what it is. You need to rate us and review us. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and take a screenshot. Tag Dan on social media. Tag Big Fight Weekend on social media so we can see that. We're going to draw somebody at random to win said item. Did I do good enough on the clues? Do you want to add anything to that? No. On, on what well, just, I'll be? just tell them the kind of stuff that we gave away before. We gave away a Holyfield Tyson hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave away a site poster from Australia. Very nice. From the Devin Haney first fight against George Cambosis. We gave away some uh, hotel room key cards from the MGM that are uh, collector's items for fight week. One was uh, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. One was the first fight between uh, Canelo and Triple G. So those types, not like big, expensive things but just cool things if you're a boxing fan i'm a collector so i've collected this if you had the, the baseball hat yep so i've got a few things that i've got kicking around that i'm happy to dig in and then uh throw a few uh the way of our loyal listeners all right so somebody's going to win something in january go rate us and review us on apple podcast and we appreciate all of you uh and the winners actually the show get out. them by the way because they took pictures and posted them so we're not just full of shit when i yes. say i'm going to send you the prize they get the prize our, our man homer got the tyson Holyfield hat and I still stay in somewhat contact with him he's a lawyer by the way in your area in Washington DC big fight fan Edry our boy in California still tweets at us he's got the fight poster up in his house and then our guy uh Danny coach Coach Dan over in the UK he got the fight uh magnetized key cards for Canelo Triple G and Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather he sent us the photo so we got peeps that will demonstrate we come through out of the Rayfield collection Dan does basically with some really cool stuff so rate us and review us take care of business uh on that okay speaking of taking care of business what do we do on a preview we preview the fights for this weekend and looky here we got Gervonta Davis in action. We weren't sure for a little while whether this fight would take place with Davis's latest arrest and legal troubles in South Florida. He's out on bail on the simple domestic violence charge, a misdemeanor. Uh, he is allowed to travel. He's there in D.C. He is going to, all things being equal. We released the podcast on Friday. As far as we know, the fight is on oh, no Saturday. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we have all kinds of variables, including does Gervonta Davis make the weight and what happens? That's been a problem before. But as far as we know, 
This one's taking place. Hector Luis Garcia is the opponent. Interesting, uh, as you would expect, Gervonta Davis is a big favorite. He is a 16-to-1 favorite. Uh, Hector Luis Garcia, unbeaten WBA uh, junior lightweight champion, is plus 750 on our BetUS line. The over-under is seven and a half, by the way, on the number of rounds in this one. Gervonta Davis has not had trouble making 135 from the point of view of being overweight. He was stripped of a title at 130 for being overweight. And in terms of his legal hassles, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm not his counselor, I'm not his family member, but the woman that made the accusation went public and said that she overreacted and she should not have called the police, take that for what it's worth, but that's just what she did. So, you know, the fight's happening, no problem. All right, so on those odds, we'll make the official predictions on our BetUS show on the BetUS platforms and their YouTube channel, 1 Eastern Time on Friday. Do you find it interesting that the over-under is seven and a half rounds for this one and not – I would have suspected because of uh, Hector Luis Garcia being unbeaten and having won a couple of big fights in 2022 that it might be a larger over-under like nine and a half or ten and a half rounds for this one. Does that surprise you? Yeah, it doesn't totally shock me. I think the, the odds makers uh, understand the, the level of punching power that Gervonta Davis possesses. He's had highlight reel knockouts. His – his most recent fight that was in May of last year against Rolly Romero was a pretty spectacular knockout. The uh, fight, you know, fights against Leo Santa Cruz. I had it as a knockout of the year in 2020. Mm-hmm. The knockout against Mario Barrios in the next fight was a, a terrific knockout. I mean, the Isaac Cruz fight went the distance. But, I mean, the point is, uh, if you go even further back on his resume, even if they were not the elite fighters, he scored spectacular knockouts. And uh, and I think they figured that he's going to bring the punch power uh, when, he, when he steps in the ring against uh, – against Garcia Uh, but Garcia can handle himself we'll get into it all right so let's get into it if if Garcia is going to have a chance uh to not only sustain but maybe win this fight what are we looking for give me a thing or two oh he's gonna have to box him I mean he's not gonna outpunch the guy he's not no one's gonna outpunch Javante Davis not gonna outfight Javante Davis he's he's a very aggressive fighter he's got some skills Javante Davis he was a tremendous amateur had more than 200 amateur victories you're not gonna outfight him so in this case, especially as the smaller man coming up in weight, uh, you know, you got to go in there and you got to do your business. And what's going to be his best advantage is to try to box him. I mean, another way that if you're if you're in this in the camp of Hector Luis Garcia that he can win is remember, he he scored two upsets in his previous two fights. He was a huge underdog against Chris Colbert, who he came in and just completely took apart, dropped him one handily. To become the mandatory and was also you know there was a he would took that fight on short notice it was an eliminator uh cobra was already the mandatory when he won he got that spot so he then got the world title match in the wba against roger gutierrez once again the underdog and what did hector luis garcia do he pulled off the upset again it was a, it was a, a great performance there he and his trainer bob sand had a tremendous game plan both fights that they won big upsets and, uh, you know, he is confident. He thinks he can do it again. He's undefeated. He's been calling Tank Davis out. Uh, this is a fight he's wanted. So he's got that going for him. So he thinks he can get a third upset. And, you know, you never know. And the other thing about it, again, I don't. I personally don't think this is going to come into play. There are some that might question the focus of a Gervonta Davis, given the legal issues that have been, he's encountered, being in jail overnight, not less than two mm-hmm. weeks ago, you know, in the case that occurred with the uh, the domestic case in uh, in South Florida where he was training. So, you know, if you're of that mindset and you think he may somehow be distracted, 
uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to maybe have a guy on an off night. Now, I personally don't think that will be the case. I think Gervonta will perform just fine and that whatever was going on in his uh, non-boxing life is not going to have an impact whatsoever. But, you know, he's an upset-minded guy, uh, uh, Garcia. He knows also, by the way, that if he wins, he can ruin huge plans uh, for uh, uh, Tank Davis, who we all know before, you know, when this fight was made, he already has an agreement made for an April 15th fight against Ryan Garcia. So that's one of the biggest fights that will take place in 2023 if it actually gets in the ring. So he can ruin a lot of plans. And, uh, you know, that can certainly, you know, increase his his confidence, his effort, and, and just his focus, knowing that, you know what, they're not giving me a chance. They've already gone out and made plans for the next fight. Well, F them. I'm going to derail that. And uh, so, you know, you've got that attitude. And, you know, boxing is a physical sport, but so much of it is mental. So much of that is mental. I've heard that from fighters and, and boxing people for my entire career. And uh, this is one of those cases where, you know, Tank should rightfully be favored. I think he will win the fight. But if the other guy won, would it be a complete and utter shock? No, not after the, the year that he had in 2022 and the caliber of guys he defeated, combined with what I just talked about with the issues that Tank faces and 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 the the ability for him to box against Tank Davis and all of those things. And everything I just said can, can be completely wrong because Tank could walk across the ring and land an uppercut and end the night. Just like he did to Leo Santa Cruz. He's got that kind of power. Uh, we'll see. Uh, there would there's a lot of merit to is he in a good space mentally in this fight if there is some adversity what happens we haven't even gotten into the promotional stuff because he's basically separated himself from Mayweather promotions right now and was unhappy with the level of competition well now he's got level of competition so we'll see we'll see what it translates into or not and again we'll make official picks on the bet us boxing show uh before we get out of here on the preview jerron ennis is in the co-feature you and i agree the free world that understands boxing basically agrees ennis should win the over under is three and a half the only question is how quickly will this end and uh, help me with the pronunciation of the name, Chud Zazian, close. He's a Ukrainian fighter, a, a very technical boxer from Ukraine. His first name is Karen. It's not a female boxer. It's a male boxer. Uh, here's the thing about this fight. Most people that would say Ennis is going to win quickly or easily, I understand that because that's, in my opinion, it's because we know and have seen how excellent of a fighter uh, Jaron Ennis has shown himself to be so far. Most of his fights have not been against quality guys, but when he has stepped up and fought, you know, good, literally legitimate professional guys, a Juan Carlos Abreu, a Chris Van Heer, not household names, but good, solid, quality guys. If you follow boxing, a former champion like Sergey Lipinets, that was a, a step up for him, a Thomas DeLorme that's been in with everybody, and he didn't just knock him out, but he took him out in the first round. Mm -hmm. Uh, Custio Clayton, who was an Olympian and undefeated fighter, was a good professional, took him out. So he's been racking up wins against maybe like not the elite fighters, but that next level below of uh, former champions and, you know, quad, you know, uh, second tier contenders. He's been and he's not just winning these fights. He just, he's destroying guys. Now, the Chris Van Heerden fight that I mentioned, that was a no contest in the first round because uh, Van Heerden had a very bad cut from a headbutt, but even in that first round, the way it was looking, it wasn't probably going to go much longer than that anyway. So this is a fight that Jaron Ennis is taking because it positions himself for big business. People who want to rip and say they don't know the opponent, it's a mismatch, you know, so be it. But at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for Jaron Ennis to be in a co-feature on a major pay-per-view. 
It's an opportunity for him to win the vacant IBF interim welterweight title, which is going to put him as a mandatory for one of the belts that Errol Spence has. I doubt that fight will happen. Maybe Spence will vacate at some point, whichever. The point is, uh, uh, Jaron Ennis will be there. You know, this is a young fighter who is, wants to fight everybody. There are some fighters in boxing who say they want to fight anybody, any place, anytime, and they're full of shit. When Jaron Ennis says, I'll fight anybody, anytime, any place, I believe him. Hey, I've said this to you before, uh, and again, we, we love the back and forth. I believe you could make the argument he's the most talented fighter maybe in boxing that doesn't have a world title. He is arguably the most talented, uh, let's say, of the lighter weight classes below middleweight fighter that doesn't have a world title. And I don't know uh, that Errol Spence would want any part of him. I, I know some that just might not want any part of this guy. And let's see what he does. He's a 50 to one favorite to win this fight. How quickly, how impressively let's find out. But uh, he's got, he's got championship potential written all over him. Oh, and he, but the thing about it, it's not, it's not like this is some newfound idea that when people saw him knock out like a Lipinets, for example, they're, Oh wow, this guy might be a world champion. They've been talking about John Boots Ennis as a potential world champion pretty much since the day he turned pro. I mean, that's the type. Uh, hype he's had. If you're if you're in the Philadelphia boxing community, you you've known about who Jaron Ennis is since the kid is like 14, 15 years old. He's that you know his brothers, his older brothers were good pros, but not world champion pros. Um, also, they were trained by his father, who also trains in Bo Bo Bozy Ennis. Uh, he's just a terrific talent, and this is a chance, maybe not against a, a name guy, but to grab a piece of hardware that'll put him in position for the bigger fights that down the road we want to see because. You know, in the not too distant future, as we all talk today about the fight that hasn't happened, let's say between a uh, a Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, in the not too distant future, we're going to be talking about wanting to see fights like Geron Ennis versus uh, um, Virgil Ortiz or Stanley Onis, those types of fights. And uh, this is the next step towards that evolution. And uh, he's had a, a a bit of a layoff. He only got a chance to fight once in 2022 not his fault it's been hard to line up the top guys and even when he gets the decent guys like clayton ko2 a delorme who's a, a, a been in with everybody a ko1 a lipinets one-sided ass kicking with a massive knockout mm -hmm. in the sixth round the disappointment of a van heerden fight who he was going to destroy getting stopped in round one because of a headbutt i mean he's taking guys out in style there's no messing around with this guy he's coming to take your head off and you know it, it appears as though based on what's on paper uh, that's exactly what will happen on the co-feature Saturday on the uh, on the on the Showtime pay-per-view and ppv.com undercard. All right, a very competitive fight also on this pay-per-view. We might as well bring it up. Is Rashidi Ellis and Royman Villa a 12-round IBF welterweight title eliminator? Another 147-pound fight. Give me something on this. Very even odds, basically on the Bet US line. Ellis about a six-to-one favorite. Via about a four to one underdog and over under of 10 and a half rounds. That's not that wide. It's not completely, you know, 50, 50, but that's not right. that wide here for Rashidi speedy Ellis. Listen, Rashidi Ellis has been a top notch up and coming fighter for a long time. He's no young chicken and he's no spring chicken. He's 29 years old. Now I've been watching this guy for a long, long time. The problem with Ellis is that he's been just ridiculous. You talk about guys who fight once a year and yep. when they're, when they're, when they're not champions or when they're on mm -hmm. the way up. and you know, I'm not going to cast I'm part of it's on Rashidi, part of it's on the promoters, whatever. I mean, if you talk to his former promoters at Golden Boy, he turned down a lot of fights, whatever. I'm not here to say, you know, 
cast aspersions on either side. I just know uh, in the immortal words, I was a Dennis Green. You are what your record says you are. Uh, <laughs> and he's undefeated. They fighter, are but who we thought they were. Yes, exactly. exactly. But the thing about it is his schedule says what his schedule is. He fought three times in 2018 and he was a great, you know, up and coming fighter. And then all of a sudden, one time in 2019, part of this is obviously pandemic related, but not entirely one time in 2020. And then one time in 2022 in a complete walkover against a, you know, a substandard caliber opponent. And this will be his first fight since last July, but he finally is now with PBC seems to be in a situation where this is going to put him in by the top of the ratings of the IBF. And, you know, he's not, I think this has a chance for those who are on the fence. Are they buying the pay-per-view or they're not buying the pay-per-view? My viewpoint is that, and I've talked about this with some other people that are, have the sort of the same mindset that I do. This has a chance in my opinion, to maybe steal the show from an entertainment point of view, because Romain Villa, who's 25 and one with 24 knockouts, uh, same age, 29 years old, both guys, you know, in a position where they know of win or the other guy is going to really put them in a great position. Uh, Villa is from Colombia. He's coming off a very impressive performance on Showbox. So he's graduated from Showbox to a Showtime pay-per-view undercard. He, he took on uh, the, the undefeated and highly regarded Janelson uh, Boca Chica and won a a very clear and wide decision over him back in September. Uh, it's a good matchup, and I think it has a chance to be an exciting fight. And for Ellis, uh, in particular, it's a chance to show that all this time building to getting something could pay off for him in a big way. All right, and you also interviewed recently on this podcast one Demetrius Bubu Andrade, and he is in action, non-title 10-round fight, super middleweight fight. Damon Nicholson is the opponent. Uh, that's the guy that took... Edgar Berlanga, the distance after Berlanga had knocked out 57 guys in a row in the first round. Okay, maybe not 57. Uh, but uh, Andre also on this uh, quadruple header on the fight card, non-title fight. Quick thought on that. He's overwhelmingly favored to win. Well, and he should be. And this is really, uh, this is the fight on the card where it is a showcase fight. Nothing against Damon Nicholson. But Demetrius Andre is a, uh, a guy who was an Olympian, an amateur world champion. He's won world titles at junior middleweight. And a middleweight, he is making his super middleweight debut, having vacated his uh, WBO title at middleweight. But for for Andre, you know, who's not getting any younger, he's 34 years old, he's still undefeated, he still never had a big fight. And it's, you know, I think he's been ducked for years. Now, he hasn't helped himself at certain stages of his career either. But the point is, he feels like he's in a position now with PBC and on Showtime where he should have been years ago where he's finally at a point where he can now get some of these bigger fights. He's got the right connections, so to speak now. And so this is the idea. Come back after your layoff. Take your first fight with PBC in a decent fight on this undercard. Get the rust off. Show the fans that you're still around and you can do something. Look good in the fight. And now you're in business. And he will match up at some point in the future with the, the quality PBC guys, either the winner of a plant versus Benavides, the loser, depending on how it goes, he wants desperately to fight the 160-pound Charlo, who at some point obviously is going to move up in weight. That's a fight people have talked about for quite a number of years, going back to the point where they were both fighting as junior middleweights. It was a fight that Showtime had been interested in a few years ago. No reason why that cannot happen now. They're with the same uh, side of the street, if you to use the vernacular. Um, and, and look, Andre is a good fighter, and I, I it drives me crazy when people you know rag on him because he's got a good personality. And even though he's not a massive puncher, he scored a ton of knockdowns. If you go through his record, knockdown after knockdown after knockdown, and some knockouts mixed in. The one time he fought in his hometown in Providence, Rhode Island, I was there when he defended his uh, middleweight title against uh, Seleski. They drew a very good crowd in Providence, you know, probably close to, you know, eight or 10,000. 
um, for a fight that wasn't like a huge fight. So he's got a chance to do something. He needs to perform on Saturday. He needs to give the fans and, and those who are responsible for making these matches a reason to say, you know what, let's see Demetrius Andre in a big fight because he hasn't had one yet, and I hope that it's not too late at his age that he will get the big fight that I've wanted to see him in for a long, long time. All right. Uh, we shall see. He begins things on Saturday night. It culminates with Davis Garcia uh, before the other Davis Garcia fight, which you wrote about on your Substack, and we put up on BigFightWeekend.com. Gervonta uh, chastising Ryan Garcia for not wanting to have an in-between fight, calling it lazy, whatever. We'll find out how smart or not Gervonta Davis was to take on Hector Luis Garcia before potentially fighting Ryan Garcia. And then there's another variable of his. I understand run both sides of I, I, you know what? My opinion was that Ryan Garcia did the right thing by not taking an interim fight because, as I have said on this podcast and other places many, many times, uh, interim fights are are the recipe for disaster. We've seen it happen too many mm -hmm. times. But I also understand from the point of view of uh, the fighter if they want to take the interim fight. You know, Tank Davis hasn't fought since May of last year. What's he got to be afraid of? He's taken on a good opponent, but it's prize fighting. There's gambles and risks involved every time you get in the ring. He's going to make millions of dollars on Saturday night. You know, he's, you don't ever really make that back. And if the fight goes the way most people think it will go, you never know. Obviously, Hector Luis Garcia is going to have a lot to say about that. Comes through. Uh, we won't have to worry about another interim fight at the end of the month. And hopefully we'll then see the big mega fight come in April. You know, and obviously you, you have to always put the asterisk there and say, Tank Davis has to make sure he's available to do the match with Ryan Garcia should he win because he's still um, – I don't think that anything is going to come of what happened in uh, Florida because of the, the 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 woman who made the 911 call, you know, completely recanting her story. But he does face a criminal trial in mid-February on that hit-and-run uh, uh, situation that we've discussed on a couple of occasions. So he needs to be available for uh, the April fight. He's got to win on Saturday, got to come out with – they still have to get the contract signed. They still have to, you know, tidy up a couple of small things. But the deal is there in place. They got to put everything to paper. But, you know, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I mean, even if the Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia fight wasn't in the offing, I'd still be excited about this show. I like the main event. I'm excited to see Boots Ennis in person for the, uh, you know, for the fight in the co-feature. Uh, even if it's not against a big name guy, I think the Ellis fight against Via has a chance to uh, steal the show. And I've always been a Demetrius Andre uh, fan and supporter. I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the ring. And uh, not to mention, by the way, you know, Showtime always has fights on their uh, streaming that they put on in the in the hours, uh, you know, the couple of hours before they do the live pay-per-view fight. So they've got, you know, younger fighters like Vito Milnicki. He'll be on that port of, part of the card on their, right. on their social media platforms. So there's a little more action for those who, you know, don't have don't get enough just with the uh, with the main card. You got the excellent. Uh, one of the top prospects in boxing, you know, emerging contender at the junior welterweight division, Brandon Lee is on that. Plus, for the those of us who will be in attendance, uh, not getting any hype, but you know what, Lamont Peterson, who was a terrific fighter and won titles in two weight classes and won some in some very very exciting fights, he's coming out of retirement. He's going to be in a six rounder to get his feet wet again in his hometown of Washington. His younger brother Anthony Peterson, who's still fights and now and then never retired never got the shot but is still uh you know trying to make a go with things he's on the card so you got a little bit for everybody from that standpoint it's going to be a big crowd dc is going to turn out a lot of baltimore people are going to make the trip down 95 from tanks hometown it should be a packed house at the capital one arena and i look forward to being one of the people in that crowd and in the press row 
Brother Rayfield will be there. We'll be covering it on his sub stack on bigfightweekend.com. We'll make some fight predictions on the Bet US show, uh, one Eastern time on all of this. Try to make the peeps uh, some money. By the way, we didn't even go over in the recap mode. We didn't even off the weekend. Joshua Franco being robbed. Robbed is the word that I will use of getting a decision win. Not that bad. Not that bad. It was bad. He won the fight. He deserved to have his hand raised. Uh, in any event, he didn't get it against Ioka in Japan, and now they may or may not have a rematch for unified versions of the uh, Junior Bantamweight Championship. Uh, so uh, anything can happen here. Let's see what happens. Rayfield will be in attendance. I look forward to your coverage on all of that. Uh, we look forward to making some fight predictions on the Bet US show Friday, 1 Eastern time. With that, my friend, Happy New Year one more time. And uh, all right, we'll we're be, just to we'll the record. And if, if we follow the the Larry David rules mm -hmm. you're not really supposed to wish happy new year after january 3rd so the statute of limitations are up this is my last happy new year until next year we have happy done new it year. yes it is a new year uh but yeah i'm over it let's move on uh all good stuff enjoy covering the fight we'll be reading you your sub stack uh, bigfightweekend.com in the preview mode and the recap mode we'll come off the weekend with a fight freaks unite recap podcast as well brother rayfield thank you you got it, my man. Have a good weekend. See you on the bank. Thank all of you for finding us as well, wherever and however you did on the Big Fight Weekend Preview Podcast. Make sure you're following or subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, again, the podcast growth was tremendous in 2022. Let's keep it up starting in 2023 with Big Fight Weekend. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.